Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the EKN Radio Network and another edition of the EKN Debrief. My name is Rob Howden, joined by David Cole in the mobile studio, episode number 45 of the Debrief, as we continue to do our post-event reviews. It's April the 3rd, 2019, another couple of races on the docket for David and I this coming weekend as we wrap up our hashtag dual weekend double-double. Last weekend, I was in Denton, Texas at the iconic North Texas Cartway for the opening round of the Texas Pro Car Challenge, rounds one and two, and that is what we will be reviewing. At least I'll be reviewing. I'll quarterback it. David will uh, offer in some uh, some insight as well, but uh, let's, let's jump into this thing. This week's show presented by PSL Karting. The 2019 season marks the 20th anniversary for PSL Karting, North America's importer and distributor for the legendary Burrell Art brand. PSL Karting is your complete source for all things Burrell Art, providing this top quality product both through their expansive dealer network or through their own pslkarting.com online store. Arrive and Drive programs, supported by PSL's experienced staff and in-house engine program, are available for all major U.S. and Canadian events. When you're ready to win, call PSL Karting or visit one of their dealers. All right, David, jumping in here, man. How are you doing? Everything ready to go for the weekend? Uh, we're on the, uh, halfway point of our dual weekend, double, double, uh, getting yep. the laundry done, getting other things when you're at home that you need to get done. Um, right. family's on spring break right now. So it's a little chaotic in the Cole household with, uh, kids saying they're bored out of their minds and nothing to do. And, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a crazy, crazy, uh, time period right now. Yeah, it is. It's pretty nuts coming in here with just two-day turnaround. Uh, I'm packed. Cool thing is my bag is full because I'm heading to the Challenge of the Americas race in uh, in Sonoma. It's going to rain all weekend. But the cool thing is, David, I got the suit in there. I got the racing suit, the boots, the gloves. I'm going to pack the new helmet. I'm going racing this weekend. So I'm you're not, so not going to pull up limp when it rains, right? You're going to Oh, actually... I do. I love the rain. You know what? Okay. Hey, listen. How many times do I say this? I love the rain. I love the rain. I love the rain. So I'm going to run in the rain. I got, I got some, I'm actually, I've actually got a bunch of new Sparco stuff that, that I'm going to test. Essentially, I, I haven't, I don't think I've worn a Sparco suit in probably 15 years. I used to have one. My, my race car suit was a, was a Sparco as well. So I uh, hooked up with the guys. They got some, some, some new stuff for us. So I'll have a, a you know, a, a review of the, of the gloves, everything I've got. Uh, and I got the new Bell helmet too. So I'm looking forward to, to, to bolting that out. So no, yes, I will not, I will not be bowing out because of the rain. Now, I talked to Saisman. I did say to him, hey, listen, if you don't want me to run your stuff in the rain, I get it. And he said, no, you're good. You drive it. Because the only thing is Eric said he wouldn't clean it. <laughs> so I got to clean my own card on Sunday. Yeah, that uh, I want to see. Fo- I want to see photos of that uh, along with video. And yeah, definitely need to see that. So this again, as we jump into this, this uh, debrief podcast, it is part of the, the dual weekend double double. And I do want to make one note is that I, you know, I was in Texas there and hit a couple of great restaurant places like, like I always try to do on Sunday on Monday morning when I was heading to the, the back to the airport. So I, you know, I, the, the time I was leaving was right kind of around the lunch hour. And it's only a half an hour drive from the hotel down to the airport. I was going to go to Torchy's tacos, which is a big place in Texas, but it's a brand new place. I checked on, on Yelp real quick and, People were saying that, you know what, it's new, the people there are slow, and it's, you know, so I did, I went, you know what, this is the dual weekend double-double, and I know that David's not going to be able to go to in and out at either of his events, and I can go to both, so I said, I have to go have a double-double animal style just to rub it into David's face. 
So I did. Yeah. And I said a lot of words that you can't use on this podcast when you did send me the picture. Um, but it's okay because I have paybacks because I'm going somewhere that you can't go this weekend. You're going to, yeah, you're going to Ocala. If you don't go to Paisanos, Paisanos, I'll smack you. That was that pizza. Not place only that, you but oh, the, man, the franchise Waffle of Waffle House. What? I mean, come on. <laughs> you, you don't have that in Sonoma. Come on. no, no, it, you know what? It was right beside the hotel in Denton, but I just never bothered to go because I am. And listen, I am still on the hashtag Beat David Cole program, so I I'm down 15 pounds from New Year's from New Year's. Well, so we'll see. Fortunately go. for me, in the Beat hashtag Beat Rob Howden, Waffle House, In and Out, um, Pizza, and Ice Cream are all part of that program. I don't I don't know how it works for you because if I nailed that stuff down, I'd be back at 200 and something pounds. I'm down to 197 right now. So my goal. By the time we get to Battle of the Brickyard is 180. That's what I need to be at, I think, for Battle of the Brickyard. Just to even compete with me. I I understand, yeah. Wow. All right, good enough. Let's jump into this thing, folks. The overview of the 2019 Texas Pro Kart Challenge opener at North Texas Cartways. uh, Series opening up in Denton. Last year, we ran a a summer race under the lights, which was awesome. Um, But this time, opening things up. Uh, this the series for Texas Pro Car Challenge shrinking down to a three race program. Last year they did I thought it was pretty cool last year four races last year. The March race and the September race during the school year were um, they ran I think it was yeah it was Saturday practice Sunday race just a one single race and then in the summer they did the Friday Saturday Sundays because people were off school. Now they got the feedback from the the racers saying hey you know what we we don't want to travel a long distance to do one race day. So, okay, we'll do, we'll shrink it down. It's just three Friday, Saturday, Sunday events. So double header for all three. So six races over three weekends. Of course, kicking off at Denton last weekend. In July, we go to Amarillo, that tremendous track in Amarillo that I'm really looking forward to going to. I'm going to be doing some driving. We'll talk about that later. And then we cap things off in September, actually on my birthday weekend, at um, uh, Speed Sports Racing Park in Houston. I'm going to hopefully do some driving there as well. So that's the series. Um the bottom line right now is that I think I think club racing is pretty good in Texas. I talked to Alan Rudolph. He's really happy with the way his club is growing at Speed Sports. You know, they've got a good club, you know, not massive numbers at Denton. Um, you know, there's there's just good, decent club racing on the tracks around the country. The the regional stuff, though, is tough right now. Uh, there's a couple. There's two regional series right now, which just you know, there's no need for two, but there are two. Um, so despite the low numbers, because we'll go into the numbers, only, four, only 59 drivers in total. Uh, for this event, which is sad, I, you know, we need to be up at 100, 120. Uh, that's what this—that's what this program deserves. Um, but despite the low numbers, really good vibe in the pits. People were having a blast. You know, the, the French has put on a great program. They just, you know, they've got good people there, great people in tech. They got great people for the staff. Mark French, I'm telling you, does a, just an awesome job as a race director. Um, I love his temperament um, and just the way he handled things. Uh, I thought he did a great job. But again. Just 59 racers, David. And we see that around some of these, some of the series to hear. There's just, how many times do we have to talk about, there's just so much racing going on. It's just tough. There's a lot of racing going on. And that's part of the problem. And again, uh, the other side of it is, is Texas Pro Kart Challenge used to be a shifter cart program. Yeah, It was nothing but shifter carts. I mean, there are guys all over the state of Texas and Oklahoma and, in yeah. all the surrounding states, they came to the series because they raced shifter carts, and that was the yeah. place to go. Uh, there was three. 
now now three, there's three uh three and, shifters. and that you know a lot of it has to do with just people uh develop you know moved on uh, some people have moved on from the sport or some people have grown out of the sport um some people have advanced up into other forms of racing yeah. and and again the uncertainty of the engine uh situation that was going on with supercarts usa over the last two years and it's you know it's you know people in texas you know you 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 kind of you you fend them off and and or kind of piss them off and and they show their their anger with uh just dropping everything and it's like forget it i'm done yeah and they'll go off and well, do you, other things yeah you know you look you looked at a bunch of the a bunch of the teams you know jordan muster and of course uh you know dave Pauly's 3g kart racing was a big supporter of all the shifter cart stuff he's essentially kind of shut that program down um you know jordan's still going to do ra- some racing but again you know there was nobody out there with the new imu 175 yet and that's just a program it's going to keep growing. Shifters will come back eventually to Texas. People will jump in on board with them. But right now, there just isn't anybody. And they're going to have to do what they can to potentially come up with some kind of a, a place for shifter carts to come and run. That's one of the sad things for sure. And, and as you said, Dave, is that uncertainty right now in gearbox racing through you know for around the whole country. There are some pockets. Of course, F-Series has got a good little KZ program. There's still some stock Honda running. You know, SKUs has started off the California Pro Car Challenge. They had decent numbers out there because that's essentially where the growth has been. People buying the IME 175, but just not there in Texas yet. And, and another thing is that the series and what it's done, it's got to hurt itself. And I was talking to Mark and Gina about it is they run their program to train people to be ready to go to the Pro Tour to run the Net Supercarts USA Pro Tour. That's that's how they try to run their program. Well, there's a lot of guys that they've essentially lost to national racing that aren't running Texas at all anymore. They're running national events or, you know, a couple of guys went and ran the California Pro Kart Challenge race in Button Willow instead. So they've they've seen guys move up because that's what they've been trying to do. So numbers, you know, they had three in MicroSwift, seven in, in Mini. Um, so they do have, still have some young drivers in the fee, in the program. Love to see those in double digits, of course. We always... You know, we talked about it, David, with our last podcast, uh, the WK Manufacturers Cup, double-digit numbers in kid cart, in micro. You know, that's that means you're going to have guys moving up, which is important. Uh, they added the 206 senior class, which I thought was great. I, I love having Briggs there. It's a, it's a great regional program. You and I talk about 206 being very Briggs, right? Uh, I mean, very, very regional. That's, we want it club and regional. Same with the KA100. They've added KA100. It's just starting to grow in Texas. As it grows with the club's, more guys will come out to a regional race and, and come and have some fun. So there was 10 in 206 senior. There was uh, four in KA 100 senior and just two in junior. Hopefully we'll see that continue to develop for the next round. Biggest class was X30 junior, and it was fun to watch. They had a, they had a great run at 14, uh, eight in senior, and at one point eight in masters, but a couple of guys went, didn't, didn't run on Sunday, which was a shame. Uh, I think it went down to four on Sunday. So all in all, not the numbers that they want, but again, as I said, you know, when I sat down and talked to Mark and Gina afterwards about Amarillo, it's all about, hey, what can we do to have fun? So we cap off it. We'll talk about some of the stuff that, that Mark and I are going to kind of roll out a little bit and, and have some fun when we, get to, uh, when we get to Amarillo. But again, just tough numbers, David. It's, I hate to see it because regional racing is so important. And and people need to support a series like Texas Pro Kart Challenge. It's just uh, the cycle of our sport. Uh, you know, you see big numbers, and then you know, yeah. a couple of years later, it's down to almost nothing. Um, you know, USPKS was was down, and now they're back up again. Um, WK is always the same way. They're down, they're up. They're down, they're up. Um, you know, Supercarts USA didn't start off very big. I mean, they were in the what was it, ninety drivers the first first event, and then 
they've grown. So, and then, so now the numbers yeah. are kind of fluctuating again for, for that program. It's just, it's part of, part of our sport. Um, you know, it's just, a, no, it's a, it's, it's a struggle because you want to get people involved in, in carding. And so you start them out at the club and sometimes the regional programs get overlooked and they go right from club to national racing. Very good. Very good point. You're right. Yeah. And, and with shops trying to move a guy right from clubs, right to a national, national racing, right? Yeah. And with the K100 engines, you know, programs going national racing, it's, it's a little bit easier for them to do that. So, uh, you know, it's just kind of the, the way the, uh, the industry has gone and we'll see, you know, obviously the Amarillo, they'll be able to turn it around because it's in the middle of the summer. Uh, it's a popular facility. They're going to get a lot of racers from outside the area coming in to race it. So, uh, again, we'll, we'll see what happens as this, as, as the year goes, goes on for them. All right, folks, we're going to head to our first commercial break. When we come back, I'll give you some insight into the paddock, what we saw when we were in Denton, Texas, but again, uh, this is the EKN Radio Network. It's episode number 45 of the EKN Debrief as we review the opening rounds of the Texas Pro Car Challenge. For over a century, Briggs & Stratton has had a commitment and passion for racing. It's a DNA found in every engine we build today. So whether you kart race, Baja, race quarter midgets, or believe that dirt and snow are just God's way of adding to the challenge, the dedicated spirit of every Briggs and Stratton employee stands at the fence waiting for the green flag to drop. Briggs and Stratton Racing, what powers you? The shift is on to a new brand and a new way of thinking. Mad Old Nut Racing and Croc Promotion USA are focused on changing the paradigm when it comes to race teams in this sport. And the goal is to support dedicated young racers by giving them the tools and opportunities to succeed. Originally born as Mad Croc, the new branding is Croc Promotion, and Armando Fellini's product continues its dedication to quality and innovation. Croc Promotion USA is the American importer and distributor, and Mad Old Nut Racing is the official race team. We're ready to attack in 2019, and our race results speak for themselves. A.J. Myers swept the first four Winter Series shifter cut races of the year, and Andrew Bedozo continues to assert himself as an emerging player. Croc Promotion has momentum. Dedicated and talented young drivers, supported and mentored by team owners who know business and who are passionate about karting. That's Croc Promotion USA. That's Mad Old Nut Racing. Search for us on social media and give us a follow. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network. My name's Rob Howden, joined by David Cole as I break down my trip to the Texas Pro Kart Challenge event, the opening round at North Texas Cartway in Denton. Let's jump into the Paddock Pass, that segment of our podcast here. This uh, Today's podcast, uh, rather, Paddock Pass section presented by Stilo USA. As a world leader in personal racing safety products, Simpson Performance Products is now the official North American distributor for Stilo Helmets. In addition to their popular auto racing helmets, Stilo is excited to have made their move into karting. Stilo has two helmets designed and manufactured specifically for karting, the ST5 CMR 2016 for kids and the ST5 Kart Snell K 2015 adult karting helmet. For more information, check them out at simpsonperformanceproducts.com slash Stilo or by following them on social media at Stilo USA. Man, Dave, stumbling over my words. It's, it's, I don't feel like I've been this busy 
in a long time. This this dual weekend double double is kicking the crap out of me. It's just it's it's you feeling that? Are you oh, feeling that? Yeah, I I felt it before we even <laughs> left. Uh, you know, just it's it's like I was telling people this past weekend. I mean, this is I think the busiest we've ever been at Howden Media Group. Yeah. It's just nonstop. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of components into uh, into what we do, and it just uh, it just seems like it, it. There's there's not an end in sight. Let's just say that. <laughs> Well, step back two years, uh, or just over a year, right? Because we launched the EKN Radio Network last January. We didn't, this is not something we did. You know, we last year we did 53 podcasts. We've already kicked out, I think, 18 or 19 podcasts already. You know, I'm aiming for 100, probably, you know, going to come here between 80 and 100. But we didn't have this. We weren't, do, we weren't doing podcasts. We weren't doing the EKN Radio Network. You weren't a st- essentially a radio station manager on the side as well. So, yeah, it's... It's nutty, but uh, again, we dig it. We love it. We're gonna get to do some racing. That'll make it. Uh, that'll make it uh, so much more worthwhile. All right, into the paddock pass right now. Overall, and again, I talk about Mark French and how, how great of a job he does as the race director. Uh, zero red flags. Uh, really, we only have one guy go over. It was actually RJ Guajardo in the two hundred six class. A little contact in turn number two. He flipped, but was right up. Like stood right up. Everything was fine. He was pissed off, but you know he was. Everything was fine. No red. You know, the Mark, Mark ran across the track. He actually ran to him. He was fine. Walked into the paddock and, and uh, zero red flags. So that's always something huge. Paddock wise. Uh, I think one of the biggest impressions I got there was uh, the, you know, kind of the arrival of crosslink competition. Uh, Sean Owens has done such a good job with that program, really kind of picking up essentially where the kind of the departure of Dallas Carding complex, the DKC team left. Um, Crosslink, of course, uh, and Kiwi, I think it's Kiwi Motorsports, an F4 team. They've connected with Crosslink and what Sean's doing with the karting program. A lot of the drivers that used to run for DKC now running for Sean at Crosslink, you know, coming off a big win, David, at, at the Winter Nationals as well with uh, Joshua Carr, really strong lineup. And it's a clean, professional presentation. Tent looks fantastic. The carts look great. I uh, said, so Sean's just done a great job. And, and you saw them, David, at the, at the Winter Nationals at the start of the Pro Tour, Scusa Pro Tour. Uh, you know, they just, they got four or five carts almost in every class in Texas. And boom, they're, you know, they're battling up front. They got good drivers too. Yeah, Sean's done a great job with uh, what he does trackside for the, the programs that he's done first with Dallas Karting Complex. Yeah. And, and now with Crosslink, obviously making the transition from Sodi Kart Brands over to uh, the Expri under the OTK banner. Uh, yeah, done a done a very phenomenal job and, and very professional uh, organization that he's running. Uh, and again, you need that in 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 a region right now. That that's really the uh, the really only Texas aside from CRG being based uh, in Texas, but it's based obviously throughout the country, um, being the, the the major distributor for the CRG brand. But uh, you know, that's really the only race team that you really see uh, through this from the state of Texas. Well, yeah, interesting because the three teams, I would say, just to add to what you said, obviously Crosslink. Uh, Tony Tesoro was there with the CRG guys. The CRG Nordam crew was there, and you know they had they they added William Cox to the team, um, so they had their guy their their guys there running, and you know their big guns Brandon uh, Baker and Austin Garrison were there wrenching uh, and coaching the guys, which was solid. Uh, but then you also have the kind of the new team kind of arriving, and that's Alan Rudolph's Speed Sports Racing Park crew. Right, because he had, uh, you know, he had a couple guys. Uh, one guy in the in the micro class he had a couple drivers in the mini class that were first and second all weekend. Had a couple guys running in in X30 Junior as well. They're just kind of developing that program, which I think is really cool. So, um, 
you know, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a newer program yeah. that's starting again, because the, again, facility came first. Now they've, they've started to get a lot of racers coming to their facility. Well, what do you do when, when you're, when you want to move on from just racing at the same racetrack? Well, you start a race team and you, and you go to different programs. And, and so that's kind of the transition that, that they're going through right now. Working on the paddock pass here, talking about the Texas pro cart challenge opener at, at NTK. Uh, the debut of the 206 Briggs class. We've talked a little bit about that already, Dave. Uh, a pretty good field, 10 carts. Um, and uh, got, everybody had a good time. And there was, uh, you know, there was a, kind of that feeling of, hey, you know what? This is cool. We're going to add more guys uh, for Amarillo. More guys are going to roll. Um, you know, Jeff Dolian showed up on the Margay on Sunday. Couldn't race Saturday. Had family commitments, but he showed up on Sunday. He's jacked to go to Amarillo as well. Um, so I think I would not be surprised to see 15 to 20. Because uh, I know I'm going to drive too, so we'll talk about that later. But we're going to add a couple of guys th- that are going to drive. I think Mark French is actually going to drive too. So we're going to put a little Masters program in there to run with the seniors. Um, but really cool to see the 206 because I think it is it's a regional program, and I'm glad that Mark and Gina added it because let's let's have a good rep- representation of Texas karting club karting in the regional level. It allows all the 206 guys that run at all the different racetracks, Katie Lubbock. Um, Denton, Speed Sports, you know, it allows those guys to come out and and run a, a regional program against each other, which I think is awesome. That's when I when I used to race uh, hardcore back in the '90s, when you know the four years before I started the magazine, when I raced probably 15 to 20 times a year, I loved that. I loved region. I love racing up my club, but going to other tracks, Goodwood, uh, you know, going to Sutton, wherever I was going, all the, all the different tracks, I love doing that. Man, regional racing, I think, is a lot of fun. It is. It can be a lot of fun. And again, it's that, that mix between uh, national drivers and club drivers and just guys who, who are kind of in between there or, or moving up or, or some could be moving down and just want to kind of relax and, and not really focus nationally. But, uh, you know, you talk about Briggs race, you know, possibly a master's class. Don't let Dolian race masters. Just let him race senior. Yeah. And there's no way. No, he's got to race. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fast. Um, one thing I didn't talk about in the overview was was the uh, was the, the weather. Actually, we, you know, we had uh, a threat of potential rain. It didn't come, but it was super cold. We were on Sunday morning. It was thirty nine degrees when I got there. Thirty seven, I think, when they started practice, it was thirty nine degrees for a warm up on Sunday morning. It eventually got in the mid fifties, but when the sun came out. But man, I'll tell you, high winds on Saturday. I think we were forties, not even into the fifties potentially on Saturday. So kudos to the staff and all the teams and everybody because it was it was just flat cold. Now there was a heater up in the PA booth, so I was probably in the warmest place you possibly could be. So there was no complaints out of me. But interesting on Sunday, it was I'm not sure it was Saturday or Sunday. I can't remember. Well, maybe it was Saturday. Anyways, I I rolled down to get a couple shots of the camera, you know, of the grid, fire some stuff out on social media, walk around the corner, and whoa, is that Michael Waltrip? <laughs> so we had no idea he was showing up. So Michael Waltrip from NASCAR on Fox uh, showed up at Denton during the Texas Pro Kart Challenge weekend to do to, to, to tape a bit of a feature on karting that they'll use in an upcoming NASCAR broadcast. They're of course in town, David, for you know the Texas Motor Speedway uh, race that was uh, that went that was on the on the weekend, and uh, it was just odd. <laughs> I just came walked around the corner. I'm, That's Michael Waltrip. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a he's a taller uh, figure. 
So you're going he's going to stand out in a crowd, especially at a cart track where True. there's not a lot of tall people. So he's definitely going to stand out. And then obviously the way he dresses kind of helps him stand out a little bit more, but uh, yeah, I was interested to hear exactly what they were filming and, and when they were going to broadcast it, because I wasn't sure if it was going to be part of, you know, the Sunday broadcast or, Sunday, or, yeah, it was Saturday, yeah. or something during, during this week. Um, you know, on, you know, one of the NASCAR shows that they were going to do at all. So, sure. so I'm interested to see uh, the footage that they had and, and what the kids say and, you know, kind of the interactions that they had with, with Michael there. I know that he was talking as well with Ashlyn Speed and her, and her dad, Greg Speed, and they were talking about Ashlyn's racing, but they were, you know, Michael talked about the fact that's where he started. That he started in karting as well. Right. So it was, it was cool. It was just cool to see him there. And obviously anytime we can get national exposure for karting, on a, on a NASCAR race, on an IndyCar program, whatever it is, I'm all for it. That was so it was good, cool to see him show up. Uh, last but not least, in our um, in our paddock pass section here of this debrief, do want to mention the fact that Stilo USA was actually on site. Uh, Jessica from Stilo was there. Uh, they raffled off a Simpson helmet dryer. You had to go in, and I think you had to tell them who your favorite F1 driver was and what helmet, what kind of helmet they wore. So. Uh, a new series sponsor, Stilo USA, for Texas Pro Kart Challenge. And I think they're going to be trackside at all three events this year, too. So uh, just good to see, you know, a, a company like that be trackside, spend the time to be at the track. I think, and, and I believe Stilo was at your your race, too, when you were at... Uh, at yeah, Cup, they were right? trackside. They had, I believe it was like a certain percentage off uh, any new helmets that, that you purchased trackside. Cool. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was good to see them there. I believe uh, they have a, a base out of the uh charlotte area so it was quick and easy for them to, to be over there and just nice. dis- on display uh but there was one thing that you don't have down in the notes uh, i believe you did a little interview a little q a uh, on facebook correct <laughs> you know what? i didn't put that in there you're right uh so while we were there essentially at the texas pro car challenge race uh and i knew it was coming that uh that uh jake french actually getting signed by Croc Promotion and Mad Old Nut Racing. And so that, you know, the, the, the information came out right, right as, uh, uh, as we were at the, we were trackside. And uh, pretty cool to see that, that Jake signed by them. Obviously, A.J. Myers um, parting ways with, with Mad Old Nut Racing. As you and I know, there will be breaking news coming out next week where A.J. is going to land. He actually has signed with a team, I believe, and we'll be, uh, we'll be uh, announcing that next week. But yeah, I did a I did a little quick, uh, probably ten minute uh, Facebook live interview with with Jake to chat with him a little bit right before we did the uh, the presentations. And you know, Mark French couldn't stop himself, right? He had to come come in to be part of the. Yeah, part of the I saw him uh, sneak his way. Oh, I didn't know you guys were taping. Oh, oh yeah, what's happening? We need to have the podium. We're doing podiums. You kind of got to wrap it up. Yeah, come on, Rob, hurry up. Oh, you want me on camera? Sure, I'll be there. <laughs> right. But hey, listen, that's a that's a cool deal. I know that you know Jake had said in the interview that he wasn't he wasn't sure if he wanted to dive back in like full time. But this is going to be a full time deal, and I think Mark's pretty jacked up as well. He's missing it. Uh, you know, Mark French and Jake French, just one of the all time badass you know father son teams, and I think that's super cool. See that he, he wrenches for his kid, and and they you know they just have that connection, which I think is great. See, I didn't know Mark was part of the deal. I thought Jake was finally getting rid of that side, you know, that baggage that he that he carries I around. Think, I, I think he tried to. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's cool. So, uh, for those of you who don't know, Jake French will be uh, running the uh, the Croc Promotion chassis. 
Uh, I know that they were shipping carts out on Monday. They were going to uh, get some stuff out to get the carts to Texas. Jake told us they'll probably test at uh, potentially Denton, but more likely down in Houston at Speed Sports, or they may roll up to Oklahoma. The Oklahoma Motorsports Complex going to get a chance. He and his dad are going to get a chance get a chance to just pound out some laps on that cart, get a feel for for how it's going to how they're going to approach setup. He's going to go out and do a uh, the next LAKC race at the end of the month to set up for the Spring Nationals in Utah. So. I love it. I like seeing Jake back in it again because throw another, you know, throw another badass driver into the pro pro shifter one class on the pro tour. There's another 175 CC guy. So that engine's going to be in Texas. So potentially look for him to run at Amarillo. Maybe we see uh, a bunch of one 175s come out for Amarillo with Jake kind of fueling that excitement again. Yeah, I think you'll see that because a number of those guys or a number of the drivers that are coming from outside of the Texas area are shifter drivers, yeah. I believe. It could be a Musgrave-French battle. Uh, we I could can. see Musgrave coming over again, as he did last year. Uh, maybe some guys from Colorado. And I'm sure Christian Bird's excited to get back yeah. behind the wheel. Uh, Hunter Pickett ran last con- year, too. Hunter Pickett as well. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, maybe maybe the GFC program will come out this way. So out to Texas. So, that would be interesting, um, too. Yeah, who knows? You know, they it could, you know, it could be a field of... 10 or 12 guys racing uh pro shifter. Well, Amarillo is a bucket list uh, race. And that's, again, one of the things I'll talk about is the fact that um, I did say to Mark, Hey, I want to race this. I want to race. And he goes, do it for sure. So, you know, he'll get somebody, somebody will grab the mic when I'm not on it or they won't bother, whatever, but I'm going to run two Oh six, but that's a bucket list track. It's, you know, we, we call Amarillo. I like to call it the, you know, the field of dreams when it comes to karting. Right. So Thane Morgan, a doctor in Amarillo found karting, thought it was, thought it was badass bought some shifter carts and built his own racetrack <laughs> just outside Amarillo. And it's right along the highway. Um, you can see the highway. It's right there. I flew over top of it when I was landing in Amarillo last year. And it's the, it's a copy of Istanbul, Istanbul Turkey, the F1 circuit. It's just a scaled down copy of that track. And man, is it cool. It's a, it's an awesome facility. And it's not, there's not a ton there for the facility, but he's, you know, it's kind of built there for him to go racing and his kid and whoever wants to come and play. Uh, but it's going to be another great race. We're looking forward to it. We've got some good stuff happening. All right, folks, let's go to another break. When we get back, I'm going to start rocking and rolling through the race reports, uh, give you an, an, some insight into the into the racing, what I saw from my vantage point, but we'll talk about who was able to make it to the podium in the opening rounds of the Texas Pro Kart Challenge. Stay with us. More to come here on the EKN Radio Network. Rotax is officially back in America. And J3 Competition is the iconic brand's new importer and distributor for the northern half of the United States. With a focus on top-notch customer service and unparalleled product support, J3 Competition is excited to work with club and regional series to build the Rotax community in the tag categories. They're promoting a pair of special events this year to provide opportunities for their racers to win tickets to the Rotax Max Challenge Grand Finals in Italy, the sport's most talked-about global event. The Stars and Stripes Trophy and the Stars and Stripes Open events will feature J3 Competition's trademark professionalism, as well as the popular engine raffle program to provide a completely level playing field. With tickets to this year's Grand Finals up for grabs, they look forward to seeing everyone at the trophy event in May in Utah and for the Open in August at Pit Race. Rotax is a leader in two-cycle technology, and J3 Competition brings over 75 years of experience to the brand here in the United States. Check out the new Rotax USA program at racerotax.com. 
Are you looking for a new card shop? One that treats you like you're an important customer? If so, look no further than Acceleration Car Racing. At Acceleration, customer service is number one. We are a full-time carding business, not a hobby or an afterthought. We have all the products you're looking for, from kit carts to shifters, safety to speed. We strive to offer our customers the best products, prices, and service. At Acceleration Kart Racing, we're always here when you need something for your racing program. Located in Las Vegas, Acceleration is stocked with a wide range of products. We've been helping racers get the right parts for over 16 years. Acceleration has everything that a kart racer needs, from turnkey carts to safety equipment, engines and more, stocking all of the leading kart racing brands. Here's a taste of the products that we carry every day. CRG, Tony Kart, Bennett, Rotax, Honda, IAMI, MG Tires, Vinco, Bridgestone, Mojo, Alpine Stars, Sparco, Ribtech, and EVS, Tillet, Micron, Alfano, Bell, Arai, Zamp, KG, Sniper, Sweet Tech, and KNN. It doesn't matter where you live in the country, we will get you what you need so you can get back on the track. Acceleration has a sufficient supply of products to ensure that your order can be shipped the very same day. Our knowledgeable staff is available to help customers six days a week, and ordering online is open 24 hours a day at shopakr.com. For visitors and locals in the Las Vegas area, Acceleration has a large showroom full of the best kart racing products available. Come on in and check it out. To find out more about what Acceleration has to offer, visit shopakr.com. Again, shopakr.com. And make sure to sign up to be on our mailing list to receive the latest updates and promotions that we send throughout the season. Again, we're a one-stop shop. Shopakr.com. Welcome back to the EKN Radio Network, episode 45 of the EKN Debrief. As I review my trip to the Texas Pro Kart Challenge event in Denton, Texas, David Cole along for the broadcast here to add some insights. This race report brought to you by Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. If you want to improve your results, it's time for professional instruction and coaching at the Alan Rudolph Racing Academy. Located at the state-of-the-art Speed Sports Racing Park just north of Houston, the Allen Rudolph Racing Academy offers custom coaching programs for newcomers and experienced racers alike. Train with a champion with over 30 years of racing experience to get proven results. Get ready for the big races by training with the best. Reserve your dates by, uh, now by calling 866-607-RACE. That's 866-607-7223. Well, I have to send you down there, David. You could use some help, especially if you're trying to beat me this year. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, there's no try. You know, I, there's I, only I do. To, there's only do. So, well, I, you know what? But I would, I would like to just get down there just so I can experience it. And yeah. And yeah, I'm, I've never done any proper driver training. Well, that, so that's, um, that's obvious. Know, why not? That's obvious. Uh, this is good. Uh, th- that said, uh, when I do go down, the finale for the Texas Pro Kart Challenge is uh, um, in mid September, thirteenth, fourteenth, fifteenth. I'm gonna. You I think I'm, I think I'm gonna go down on the twelfth. Go down a day early. I want to. I want to do a day with Alan. I think that would be super cool to be able to get a feel for what he brings to the table because you know a, a number of the top drivers, junior drivers, have spent some time with Alan down there, and and what he's been able to do with them is, is awesome. So. 
I like the idea of going down and, and kind of, you know, spending a day with Alan, getting him to show me what he would do and try to raise my game a little bit. I'm, I'm the same as you, Dev. I, I've never, I've never had any kind of coaching before. And I know that's obvious as well too, but it's, mm-hmm. uh, I think well, that'd be cool. Wouldn't it? I think that'd be fun. Yeah, no, exactly. That, I mean, that's, that's what it's about. I mean, yeah. even if it's finding out one thing that, yeah. that you think you've understood that he's showing you a different way of doing, you know, just that one thing could, could mean one or two tenths. Uh, he was telling just before we jump into the race report, he was actually telling me about one of the coaches, one of the drivers he was coaching. And it's a top level junior driver. And he was saying one of the things they really focused on was his braking, just to, to maxim- maximize his braking because he was braking too long, you know, to shorten the braking and getting off the throttle. I mean, getting off the brake to roll through the corner was able to pick up two or three tenths of a second on braking alone, which I hmm. think, again, to have somebody like Alan, who's just, you know, a number an ambassador of our sport, first and foremost, but just so much knowledge. And he's been an instructor for 20 something years. So to be able to have that ability to, to be able to coach and teach and speak the language, um, I'm looking I'm looking forward to it for sure. And I think anybody who wants to take, you know, pe- do people spend so much money on just bam- going practicing and bamming out laps, right? Or, or buying that new that new you know, piece, that new component that's supposedly going to make, give him two tenths of a second. If you want two tenths of a second, go to the Alan Rudolph racing Academy and he'll give you two tenths or a helmet. <laughs> True enough. You know, the amount you spend on a helmet will easily get you a few courses. Done. I agreed. I agreed. All right, let's jump into the race report again, presented by the Alan Rudolph racing Academy. Let's start with X 30 senior. As I said before, a decent field, eight, eight drivers, you know, we'd like to see 16 or, or 26, but eight drivers, very strong. The the Crosslink team was 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 strong there. They had a, a lot of good guys. Alejandro Jaramillo, last year's champion. Riley Kane, Dylan Town, all running for Crosslink. But it was actually Caden Gray who dominated the weekend for Team Felon on an FA. He was good. Caden um, Gray with the win, qualified pole, swept everything, pre-final and final, and was able to pull away, give himself a good gap. It was the Crosslink drivers battling with Ethan Arndt and Max Hewitt for the final spots on the podium. So on Saturday, Jaramillo ends up in second, Dylan Town in third. It's actually exactly the same on Sunday, but I don't, Jaramillo, I got, I, let's say I got a little bit lucky, I think, because he just didn't seem to have the right pace. He was kind of right there in fifth or sixth, but uh, second, third, fourth, fifth, and sixth got battling. David, they were like side by side, too wide, diving on each other. Well, in the far part of the racetrack coming out of, I think what, what they call like six and seven, kind of a double apex left-hander before you come back to turn eight and nine, the, the right left that leads onto the straightaway. They went at it. They got elbows up. Uh, they tried to, you know, guys trying to go too wide coming through the corner and they ended up get, getting collected. Ethan Arndt got turned around almost. I think uh, Max Hewitt got turned around. He actually, I don't know if he had a flat tire or something, but he ended up retiring early, but it was one of those deals, you know, they, the laps were kind of winding down and people figured it was go time. <laughs> so they were, they went at it pretty good. It was it was it was pretty solid to watch, but uh, yeah, they went at it, you know, hammer and tong, and somehow Jaramillo ends up coming out in second again. Well, s- similar to you know where I'm going this week, Ocala, you can kind of say Denton is kind of like a Bristol of karting. Agreed. Yeah, it's it's not exactly a, a big facility. It's not a wide track. It's it's not a long track. It's kind of a you know it's a club track, yeah. and 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 when you go to to certain facilities like that, it it tends to to create these. Uh, dramatic races that you tend to see uh every every year you go to denton the big place to pass is after you come through the chicane four or five and then uh, they call it six little kink six it will be turned seven down at the end of the straightaway short straightaway that's the, the primary place to pass if you can't get through the, the chicane well enough somebody's going to get you down uh in turn number seven and you're right it's 
You know, it's a 38 or I think a 37 second lap, something like that for X30 senior. And you kind of got to make passes happen. And I've raced, I've raced numerous times at Ocala and that's the same thing. You got to make passes happen there. You're going to see that for sure when you're, you're, you're there this weekend, right? No, that's one of the reasons why I like going there. (laughs) I love it, especially when we get fields of 20 and 30 drivers. Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, X30 junior, uh, Ryan Sheehan actually came out of the box very quickly on Saturday, qualified on the pole, ended up winning the pre-final. Another good pack of cross-link drivers because you throw in Chase Gardner, you throw in Dawson Svoboda. There was four cross-link drivers and essentially them versus Alex Stanfield <laughs> by himself. <laughs> so Josh Huff was down there this weekend too, helping out with uh, with Alex Stanfield. And uh, it was interesting for sure. Um, I, I It was... I was watching him in there, David. It's one of those deals where you're just surrounded by all the same carts, right? You don't even know who you're battling against because they're all around him. Um, Aiden, uh, Adrian Cruz actually came through and passed, I want to say midway through the race on Saturday, was able to take the lead and, and kind of pull away a bit. Um, she ended up finishing in second and Alex Stanfield in third. It was the same podium um, for Sunday, but this time um, it was actually Cruz. He, he qualified on pole, uh, won the pre-final, and walked away in the, uh, in the main event. He just, he had things handled a really impressive weekend for Adrian Cruz kind of stepping up. Sheehan again was second and, and Stanfield, uh, right in there as well. But, um, Gardner and Svoboda were really fast. You know, I was impressed with, with, again, remember Chase, we've watched him for the last couple of years, Chase Gardner coming up from mini, uh, into the X30, uh, junior class. Now he's still a little guy. Um, a lot of go-kart for him, but I was impressed. He did a, he did a really good job. Yeah, that'll be, again, that's what regional racing is for. Help you, uh, you know, understand a little better moving up to the bigger size cards. Yep. And, and again, like you said, working around, working within a team that has already a number of drivers in the category, you're, you're not, you're not chasing setup. You're not chasing, you know, um, you know, gearing, you, you have a lot of the, uh, the data right there to help you to get on the right path and, and it'll eventually come for, uh, for chase. Agreed. Uh, moving to X30 Master, and, and we talked about the fact that the shifter stuff is, is really rough in Texas right now. Actually, a couple of the regular shifter guys were actually running um, uh, in X30 Master instead, the single speed. Uh, both Rod Clenard and Nathan Stewart uh, raced on Saturday. They did not race on Sunday. Uh, Clenard, who's a, a top Supermasters driver in the shifter car categories over the last couple of years, winning number plates uh, in the the Scusa Pro Tour, he qualified on pole. Uh, just nipping on the, I think the final lap of qualifying was able to get faster than reigning champion, uh, Miguel Mir, who is with Crosslink as well. Uh, Clenard able to hold off, uh, Mir ran well through the, through the pre-final, but Mir attacked big time on the opening lap of the main and they ran 25 lap mains. It's a shorter track, obviously 30 laps for the, for the X30 seniors and the juniors X30 junior 25 lap main for the, the, the masters guys and Mir attacked quickly in turn number eight. I think he surprised Clenard a little bit, got a good run through seven and dove it to the inside of eight. And then from there, he kind of checked out. Rod still did a great job, ended up finishing in the second spot. But Miguel really kind of turned things up throughout the weekend. They just got better and better throughout the weekend. Ross Smith ended up finishing uh, in the third spot. Um, I expected Clenard to potentially challenge more for the for the, the main event win, but, you know, Mir just was that good. On sad on Sunday, rather, as I said, uh, Stewart didn't race, Mir didn't race. Uh, there was a couple of the drivers that didn't run. We only had four drivers in the Masters class on Sunday. Uh, Mir ended up getting the win. He walked away with it. Uh, Ross Smith ended up finishing in second. And Thane Morgan, they were very close on lap times. Ross Smith and Thane Morgan, uh, they capped off the podium. So 
X30 Masters, good start for Miguel Mir. Last year at the opening round, he got a little impatient and drove over top of Keith Harless, having he got into an incident in the pre-final and tried to work his way to the lead early. And he just he should have relaxed. He had the fastest cart and drove over top of Harless and ended up getting a penalty. Calm down, better run, a couple of wins for Mir. That's the way to start off a championship run for sure. I was just going to say he's been among the quickest X30 master driver in the state of Texas over the last uh, couple of years. You know, last year obviously had some issues uh, on track at a couple of events. Uh, But, you know, once once you eliminate that, uh, it makes it makes winning a lot easier. Uh, And he proved it both Saturday and Sunday. And he had some mechanical issues last year, too. I think he dropped a chain at Denton last year. Same thing when we were at Amarillo. He was leading and something broke chain or something again. So. Again, with Crosslink now, you know, that whole program, making sure that all the stuff's together. So we'll see if that ends up uh, delivering potentially a technical issue-free year. Uh, I'll, I'll do a, just a quick, before we go to the break, I'll do a quick thing on the shifters. There was only two shifter drivers. Again, it's it's sad to see it. I, I really hope we'll see some guys come out and play. Uh, Skylar Sutton was the only driver in the S1 category. We did have two drivers for Saturday in uh, in the S4 uh, the master class, Miguel Garcia won both days. He raced against Alan Page on Saturday. Page actually won the pre-final, then Garcia won the final, and then Garcia solo on Sunday. So again, tough time for shifters in Texas. Hopefully that's going to ba- bounce back. I, you know, I say this, ha- there's nothing wrong with the Honda shifter still. If you have a Honda, get on the phone, call Mark and Gina, start rallying people together like the old school way, Dave, right? Let's get on the phone. Let's call everybody who's got a Honda shifter in Texas and say, let's go to Amarillo. You know what I mean? Let's, if you've got one, let's well, go racing. So we, we used to always do that. There's social media now. I mean, it's a lot easier. Right. Uh, you know, you just have to get out there and start calling people names out on the internet. <laughs> I mean, that, that typically gets people fired up and, and ready to fight. So you can say, hey, come fight me at Amarillo and bring your Honda with That's you. That's it. I'd like to see that because there's, again, there's lots of Hondas out there. You and I have talked about the fact that we expect a bunch of them to end up road racing because it's a great road racing engine. Still, it's a great, it's just a great engine. So hopefully, hopefully we'll see some people with, with Honda shifters in their garages in Texas say, you know what? It's July. We're going to Amarillo. I want to run this badass racetrack. So that's something that I'm sure that we'll talk to Mark and Gene about, see if we can't get some, you know, some groundswell, some real organic growth, uh, getting people to come racing. All right, folks, another quick break here, and then we'll come back. I'll wrap up my race report from the opening round of the Texas Pro Car Challenge. David and I will look at the EKN Trackside Live race calendar, and I'll do the event wrap to cap off this particular edition of the EKN Debrief. Cartlift has been designing, engineering, and building innovative cart stands since 2003. Our flagship model Winchlift LT is the motorized workhorse of our cart stand lineup and should be the foundation of your karting program. When it comes to test days or race days, the Winchlift is an invaluable tool that allows you to head to the track to test and tune anytime, knowing that your cart will easily be lifted with the press of a button. Add our innovative winch stacker, and now you can double stack two carts on top of a folded down Winchlift, saving space in your trailer or garage. If a lifting cart stand isn't for you, then one of our traditional folding scissors stands Double or triple stacker stands or upright stand should fill the need. Every one of our card stands features flat-free wheels and casters and a durable powder coat finish. Check out our full stand lineup as well as our chassis skid plates, tire changers, and accessories at cartlift.com. That's www.cartlift.com. 
If you want to drive the best, drive a CRG. Our countless race wins and championships prove this fact, including taking the KZ Finals at the Scusa Super Nationals and the CIK World Championships in both 2016 and 2017. Our material is second to none. After years of independent American importers, CRG is now managed directly by the factory and run out of our state-of-the-art headquarters in Texas. CRG Nordam is the American arm of the CRG factory in Italy, and we're serious about success. We stock a wide variety of parts and all of our chassis, from the CRG Hero for the mini categories, to the Heron for taggeries, the Road Rebel for gearbox competition, and the new FS4, which has been designed specifically for American four-cycle Briggs racing. If you're ready to step up to the national level, do it with a factory race team that competes across the USA. CRG Nordam is a full factory effort with the best personnel and the finest equipment. We're serious about winning, and you should be too. Welcome back to episode number 45 of the EKN Debrief here on the EKN Radio Network. April the 3rd, David Cole and I right in the middle of our hashtag dual weekend double-double. WK Man Cup, Texas Pro Kart Challenge last weekend, Challenge of the Americas finale, and this weekend and the opening round of the USPKS. Uh, David, I'm going to talk a, a briefly here about the K100 class. Uh, the senior category was able to draw four to start. Um, Austin Osborne, though, you know, the, guy, the guy's a, one of the top, you know, uh, what do you call it, K100 drivers in the country, obviously winning at the Winter Nationals. So he kind of dominated the, the, the action. I don't think you would be surprised with that. No, I wouldn't be surprised with that. Uh, you know, he's, I think he's really pumped up for the 2019 yeah. season. The, again, the K 100 engine package kind of, you know, does that with some people. They, a hundred CC racing was really popular back when, when Osborne was coming up the ranks and was really good at it uh, as a cadet and junior driver. And, you know, now that he's that, that middle ground where you're not really that 15 year old kid and, that can race X30 and you can't really move up to masters yet. Cause you're not old enough. So, <laughs> so that middle ground there, he's, he's really pumped up for this. season. So Saturday, let's put it this way. Osborne sweeps, sweeps, everything qualifies on pole pre-final final wins both days. Uh, Andy Miller, who's actually the uh, club president at North Texas Cartway finished second, both days. Uh, Ethan Arndt was third on Saturday, did not race on Sunday, focused on only on X30 senior and Josiah Tracy, Ended up uh, finishing third on the Saturday of uh, Sunday event, rather. Uh, Tracy and Miller were so evenly matched, but I, and I didn't see it. I was looking down. I looked back up, and something happened, and he was, you know, ten seconds back. But for the rest of the race, he, he would close up a half a second, lose a half a second. <laughs> like he just didn't have the consistent lap times. He was kind of closing for three, four laps, and then would, you know, lose a half a second, whatever it may be. So uh, that was the podium. Now, interesting and kind of a cool thing that that. Uh, Gene and Mark French laid out, uh, of course, their company is P1 Promotions. They do the Texas Pro Car Challenge, but they're also putting on a race called the Kalo Cup at uh, Coda Karting, the new karting facility at the Circuit of the Americas on June the 14th, 15th, and 16th, just for uh, for the KA class and just for LO206, the Briggs category. So just, just KA, just Briggs, June 14th, 15th, 16th. Uh, in K100 Senior, it would have been Junior as well. You had to have at least three entries. The driver with the most points at the end of the weekend got a free entry to the Kalo Cup. 
So that'll be uh, Austin Osborne. So add him to the Kalo Cup. I think that's going to be a really cool race. Uh, David, I, I got a chance to see the, tr- the, the track up close and personal when I was there for the IndyCar event, uh, the IndyCar Classic a couple of weeks ago. It's a badass, cool facility at a great venue. It's awesome. It's uh, And the cool thing about it is, aside from the racing, David, to have that track there at Coda, I think is going to be huge in terms of building karting and awareness to karting in Texas. Yeah. And then you add in the Margay racing, uh, at bringing, coming in and, and helping help build, uh, yeah. they're, they not just the rental program, but the, the actual racing aspect, uh, at the circuit of the Americas karting facility. Uh, you kind of mix that in. They had a great event in February down there, uh, with Mark and Gina helping, uh, to help put on that race, uh, officially on the official side of things. But, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, if I wasn't busy in June, I'd definitely want to be down there because I'd race either K or Briggs. I mean, that would be, <laughs> yeah, exactly, that would right? be awesome. One of the cool things, I'll just throw this in here because I think it's really interesting, is that at the track, they, they do a lot of stuff at Coda now, at the Circuit of the Americas, right? They, they put a bunch of concerts on. They've actually built a soccer field and a whole, like a whole soccer stadium at the track. It's just outside the facility, I think, in the final couple of corners there. So think about the fact that let's say let's say they're able to draw five, ten thousand. I don't know how many people they're going to draw to this to the to the deal, but the cart track's right there. They're going to be able to market people to come out. You know, hey, come out for the, the soccer game. Crank out some laps over here at the track first. Just the ability to bring that awareness to people for karting, I think, is massive. Especially when you know the Formula One is is there. Uh, of course, the IndyCar race was there as well. There was probably twenty five or thirty thousand fans. MotoGP is coming in, in April. And they're going to put a hundred, let's say 80,000 fans there for MotoGP. They're all going to get a chance to check out this karting track. They're going to see the rental fleet. They're going to see the Margate Ignite program. I'm telling you, this is, I, I don't think we've talked enough about how that particular track, I think is going to be big for karting on the whole and huge for the state of Texas. Yeah. Cause as you said, just not for the state of Texas, but all the international and in USA people that come in for those international events, yeah. uh, to just open their eyes to karting that may have not known about karting before, because again, we're one of the best kept secrets in motorsports. <laughs> right. Uh, all right. Let's keep, let's continue with the race report and talk about K 100 junior, only a couple of drivers, uh, Alex Stanfield and Braden Robertson. Uh, Alex was able to win on Saturday, then broke early uh, on Sunday. So Robertson took the win there. 206. We have, you and I both have a love for the 206 program, club level racing, our kind of our, our operation grassroots effort that we, we've been doing for the last number of years. Big fans of everybody at Briggs. Uh, good field, uh, solid field. Uh, it's interesting because Brian Van Cleve was the fastest driver there. He was on an Ionic Edge chassis, another, an American made chassis, qualifies on pole. He's running up front, leading, I believe he was leading in the pre final on Saturday, broke a motor mount. So he goes to the tail of the field. So as he's powering back to the, to the front of the field, the guys up front, RJ Guajardo, Royce Johnson, they're battling back and forth. <laughs> you and I know that, hey, you got the fastest guy at the back, hook up, push each other away, and race amongst yourselves. Van Cleve gets, while they're battling back and forth, back and forth, he's, he's like a second a, th- a second a lap faster because he just hammered down. Dude, he gets to the back, he gets to the back of them, drops a chain. <laughs> I was gutted. You know, that's the worst sound anybody can hear. Oh, an engine spooling up when you've lost a chain. Oh yeah. I mean, we've had, Ugh. we had a couple of that uh, GoPro on the last lap, you know, you're racing for the lead and the chain comes off. That's that, that. It just, you, there's nothing that can help make up for it. <laughs> now, well, here's, I, I don't know if, I don't know if, if Van Cleve was able to sleep on Sunday night because he didn't finish any of the four races. 
he qualified. I think he qualified second or third or whatever for the in, in, for Sunday, and then ended up again DNFing in the prefinal and DNFing in the final. So he just no luck whatsoever. Van, Van Cleve. I think he popped a chain a couple of times. It was just it was tough for him. Bottom line, uh, with his, with him departing, it, that battle between RJ Guajardo and Royce Johnson, add in Richard Fogarty as well on, the, on his Tony card. They were right there. A good battle for the top three. Guajardo eventually was able to stretch away a little bit. He wins uh, round number one, Royce Johnson in second, and, uh, and Richard Fogarty in third. It was just really good racing all around. On Sunday, um, you know, I'm, I'm at all of, a, all of a sudden, uh, as I come down, I, I see this Margay, and it's, it's Jeff Dolian. And I'm like, well, okay, let's add another card here. He had the, the new uh, Margay Brava 206 chassis, um, loves it, and out of the box. He's like, yeah, we'll see how well I do. I'm, I'm glad to be here. You know, he's, he, I think he grew up in Illinois, lives down in Texas now. So he, you know, he's going to come to Amarillo as well. Johnson ends up qualifying on the pole, but Dolian wins the pre-final uh, and he asserts himself as the, definitely the guy to be, you know what I mean? He was just that good um, in the pre-final. I think what kind of changed things around a bit too, was Johnson and Guajardo were racing in turn two, which is a bank left hand, 180 degree corner where you can carry a lot of speed in there. Johnson made a move to the inside and they were kind of side by side. I think Guajardo was pinching down a little bit. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Johnson rolled up a bit and just tap, you know, right front to left rear and that kind of, you know, the car in that corner, carrying that much speed into a corner, just tapped him enough. And he went, he went over. I had talked about no red flags earlier. Guajardo flipped, you know, just a little scratch on the back of the helmet. That was it. And he was up and he was fine, but that put Guajardo at the very tail of the field with Van Cleve uh, to start the final, which was a 25 lapper. Uh, on Sunday afternoon. And I, they were driving like idiots. <laughs> I'll say this right on the opening lap. They were, they were three wide at one point coming out of turn number two on the opening lap. And my mind is just guys, you're significantly faster than those guys in front of you. Just settle in for the first lap. If Van Cleveland Guajardo would have worked together, they would have been up front quickly. Instead, they were battling each other three wide. As I said, they, I think Van Cleve might've got shuffed off by somebody coming through the chicane four five. And they were just, they just weren't using their heads, Dave. You know, you know, the, like early opening lap, red mist. Only 10 drivers in the field. You're not starting 30th. If they just would have gave themselves time, they would have, I think they would have been able to at least get up and battle for second. I've, I've had to suffer for, through that uh, at Rock Island and other places. It's, it's not fun being on the wrong end of that. That's for sure. But, no. you know, Dolian, he's, he's no stranger to the NTK track. Uh, he's, he's won a number of times there at club races. So, it's no surprise to see him uh, jumping out to uh, to the victory there. Well, and he got out front. Everybody else behind him was racing. He just pulled away. It was just a really dominant performance for Dolian. Uh, Richard uh, Royce Johnson rather ends up getting sick second. Richard Fogarty comes back for another third place finish, and it, it was weird because he was he was so far off in qualifying. He was so far off in the pre foul. They found something wrong uh, with the engine, and were able to. And boom, he was right back where he needed to be. So Fogarty did a great job. He ends up finishing in third spot after uh, what could have been a rough day. They figured it out right back on the podium. But a good run for Jeff Dolian. Uh, obviously a good result for the Margay as well as the American chassis ends up winning on Sunday. Moving now to Mini Swift. Um, we talked about the speed sports team, and this was all speed sports because it was Davis Cunningham and Joseph Moss. They were the two drivers to beat in the category all weekend long. Uh, essentially, uh, Cunningham swept all th- all six of the sessions. Moss was second. Um, the battle behind them was fun to watch. So Cunningham wins Saturday and Sunday. Moss, very similar lap times, but just not as consistent. He'd be able to turn exactly the same lap time, but then he would fall off like a half a second a lap. 
and then maybe chip back a bit and fall back another half second a lap. I felt bad, felt bad for Joseph, but once he gets that consistency, of course, working with Alan Rudolph and, and the crew, he is going to be a driver to watch out for. I think it's going to be interesting to see those guys battle it out um, because the consistency for the young drivers, David, as you know, is something we always watch. But the battle behind them, Miles Hewitt, Elio Meza, you throw um, Ashlyn Speed in there as well. She was super quick, actually finishing third on track on uh, on Saturday, but they checked the stall speed and there was probably some, some grease or something on it, on the clutch, and the stall speed wasn't there. Even even though you never go below whatever RPM, 8,000 RPM or something on that track, it, so it didn't affect her performance. Again, not in, within the rules. She ended up finishing third. And I know that talking to Greg and Ashlyn, that, that they were, I think that the takeaway they have was they realized they can run with these guys. You know, they're club racers at NTK. They're racing against some of the big dogs and they know they can run with these guys now. So I uh, look for her to be strong and when we get to Amarillo. The battle, so Miles Hewitt ends up finishing third on Saturday, but the battle on Sunday was so much fun to watch. Elio Meza hounding Hewitt all race long, finally able to get by. He ends up finishing in the third spot. Just some good young talent, David, in Texas. Yeah, as you said, these these are all up-and-coming drivers, uh, you know, not very familiar with running up front, uh, you know, as, as we saw last year with a number of the national guys uh, racing in this category uh, at the Texas pro cart challenge. So, and then again, as you said, for, for speed, you know, it's, it's learning both not only on track, but off track, because, you know, it, it, there's just those little things that kind of happen and you, you're not aware of it until you get to, uh, to this level and, and to yeah. know, Hey, well, we got to make sure we check this before every race. Or, you know, we've seen, we've seen spark plug washers, take away <laughs> national championships from people. Yes, we have We've seen, you know, having, I've seen people having the wrong tires, you know, they, they had yep. Sunday tires on and they were supposed to have Saturday tires on. So again, yep. it's just, it's part of the learning curve that you have. And, and that's why you, you, it's good to have these regional programs to be able to do that. You know, one of the interesting things about Elio Mesa as well, because you know that you, you and I always try to do this. I, I try to make sure I'm pr- pronouncing the names correctly. You know, I, I went down and talked to Guajardo, make sure I got his name right. RJ and, you're just trying to get everybody's name correct. So I wanted to, you know, I wanted to find out, is it Elio or is it Helio? Like, how do, what do you say? So I talked to Elio and his, and his parents. We confirmed it's actually Elio because Elio Castro Neves is his favorite driver. And, it, and he said, the parents, his parents told me he's actually named after Elio Castro Neves because, and this will age him, Elio Meza was born on the night that Elio Castro Neves won Dancing with the Stars. Oh, I was I was thinking like a Houston race or something like that, you know? No, no, nope, okay. no, nope, no. Nope. Yeah, he was born on the night that Elio won Dancing with the Stars. So wow. there you go for, for Elio, and he's a huge Pato Award fan now, though. They all they're all they all had Pato Award hats on. So yeah, I get that he's a Texan, yeah, right? He is Pato's a Te- Texan Mexican. So yeah, it, it was interesting. So I, I thought that was a great story, and uh, I showed uh, Elio a picture of me interviewing Elio Castro Neves at the 500 last year. And when they're going to send me the picture I took with Elio. I'm going to post that on, on side by side on social media, because I thought that was just a cool story that uh, he's a great young kid too. Uh, he run, actually on the Fullerton as well, David. So he's driving the Fullerton chassis. I think the only one at the Texas pro Kart challenge uh, on the weekend. That's yeah. I didn't even, even know there was one in Texas. So yeah, that's right. So I need to die. Uh, let's cap things off with micro Swift. This will wrap up our race report of the Texas pro Kart challenge opening round at North Texas Cartway. Uh, Ethan Thomas and dominant driver, another big win for the, um, the Crossland competition team. He's working with them this year on an Xpree. 
James Moss with Speed Sports on the Burrell finished second both days. Uh, had some good pace. Again, just needed a little more consistency to be able to run with Thomas. And he did put down good laps, very similar to that of Thomason, but just needed more uh, consistency. And a rookie driver, Bobby Klein, finishing third on both days. So, Dave, that wraps up our race report from the Texas Pro Car Challenge. I'll cap things with a wrap-up, but... At this time, let's jump in and have a look at our EKN Trackside Live race calendar. David and I will talk about where we're going to be over the next couple of weeks. This edition of the race calendar presented by Comet Racing Engines. Looking for that extra edge? Comet Racing Engines is your answer. The engine service program from Comet Kart Sales has been winning from coast to coast at all levels and in different forms of the sport. Comet Racing Engines continually perform track and dyno tests to provide their customers with the cutting edge in engine performance. Trackside and customer support are the cornerstone of the Comet Racing Engines business, ensuring that each and every customer receives personal attention and the help they need to achieve their best results. Contact the Comet team at CometCartSales.com or by calling 317-462-3413. All right, David, we went over this yesterday in uh, in our WK Manufacturers Cup Debrief podcast, but let's do it again now because obviously this will be a separate podcast as well. Do a weekend double-double. Um, we uh, did the, the first two races last week. You and I leave. I leave Thursday. You leave Friday. I'm heading to the final round of the Challenge of the Americas at Sim Raceway Performance Karting Center. As I said before, getting a chance to race in the 100cc Masters class. It's been Jimmy Gregory by himself for the first two races. Now I, I'm hearing word that so potentially, so I'm coming in to run X30 or 100 CC Masters. I think someone told me Garrett Potter potentially is going to come and run. Calvin Chen I think is going to run as well. So we may have a have a you know four, five, six hundred CC Masters drivers out there. I got Potter beating you easy. <laughs> he's got a lot. Of, he's been driving more than I have probably over the last little while. That's for sure. I doubt it. No, no, no. I just think I just think he's going to be better than you, no matter what. But Calvin Chen's going to be fast too. He, he well, that he, guy drives a lot. Yeah, I, he was the outlier. Yeah, he he'll be ahead of everybody. But so, anyways, it's it's the April fifth, sixth, seventh, folks. I'll be in. I'll be out uh, at uh, Challenge of the Americas. Uh, the minute I get there, I'm going to go to In and Out. I'm going to eat a burger and take a picture <laughs> of it and, and text it to Dave. And then when I leave on Monday, I'm going to go to In and Out and get a double-double, and text it to Dave. Mm-hmm. Yep. I might even put it on the tw- the, 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 the Twitter. The, the Twitter th- Twitter bot? The, t- the, the Twitter, Twitter bot. thing? Throw it up on uh, hash. What is it again? It's uh, Is it Suck It, Dave? Is that what it is? I believe that's the, uh, <laughs> yes, that is the address on Twitter. That's what that you should. Hey, listen, folks, it. if you want to follow something cool, follow uh, at Suck It, Dave, um, on Twitter. And uh, that's, a, that's a Sean Beer right there. And essentially what we do is we post our pictures of our In-N-Out burgers and make sure you, you, you tag Suck It Dave. So if you're going to go to In-N-Out, do that. Go Suck It Dave, put that in, you know, tag that. That way David can continue, continue to see everybody that's having In-N-Out burger. Well, he doesn't. While you're eating In-N-Out burger, I will be eating Waffle House every morning. <laughs> getting, you know, bacon and smothered and covered and all over that good stuff. And, and. <laughs> and even those dollar burgers that that we love to eat at Waffle House. So, oh, yeah. so dollar, I'll have that burger. while I'm at the United States Pro Kart Series event in Ocala Grand Prix in, in Central Florida. I will be leaving Thursday night, getting there a little late, uh, but uh, oh, okay. be ready to yeah, go right. Friday morning uh, once they start practice at 10 a.m. that Friday morning. Big numbers, too, you're saying, right? They're, what did you say? They were like... Over 151 right now on the pre-entry list. So, you know, you never know. It might get some walk-ups. So... 
seven categories, 150 drivers. That's pretty, uh, pretty stout. Giddy up. Hey, listen. So we go to, we have a break after that, which is cool. So we do this daily, uh, this dual weekend, double, double two races last weekend, two races the next weekend, David and I will reconvene in three weeks. So three weeks off, David, take a deep breath, which I think is awesome because we're going to need it. <laughs> we're going to need it for sure. I've got, I go four in a row in with road to Indy stuff as well. And, and the schools of spring nationals in May, but then I get three more weeks off again until I head back to road America for an IndyCar race after that. So, but May 3rd, 4th, 5th, that caps off this, uh, this race calendar for Ecan Trackside Live. Dude, we're going back to Utah uh, for the Scusa Pro Tour Spring Nationals. The 10th Spring Nationals, of course, kicking off the Pro Tour back in 2010 at Sonoma. But we're going back to Utah. I love it. I, I dig that place. The first time that the facility will host the Spring Nationals, obviously, it hosted the Summer Nationals back in 2012, yep. uh, as we confirmed last yesterday. Uh, so, you know, not quite sure what we're going to get weather-wise there. Uh, you know, might could get the polar vortex coming down, uh, hitting the <laughs> mountains there. So, we, we're, you know, we're not quite sure what we're going to get there weather-wise because we knew every time we'd go there in the summer, it was going to be hot and sticky and, yeah, and windy. Very true. So, so listen, just to add, just to wrap this up, when is the next time you're going to get to have an in and out burger? Seriously. That weekend. You, do they have one in, in, yes. in Utah? Oh, yes. Oh, yes, Rob. Salt, Salt Lake City has in and out burger. Okay. I was going to say, even, that, even if I have to drive 20 miles out of the way, it's there. I've, I've, I believe look- I did that when, when the Rotex <laughs> Grand Nationals were there uh, in 2013. <laughs> I yeah. I literally drove what twenty minutes away from the airport just so I could go get an In-N-Out burger. Because literally, think about this: after that one, it's Vegas. Yeah, it's a it's a it's long Vegas, time. dude. It's November because you're not going to be coming to the streets of Lancaster this year because you got so many races. You're not going to make that one. We're going to race the next weekend at the Cup Carts North America Grand Nationals. It's it's May and then November. West Valley City, Utah, is the closest wow. one to the airport and to the racetrack. I'm telling you folks, get on Twitter at suck it. <laughs> I want to see lots of posts of in and out burgers because I was in Texas. You know what? I, I actually didn't have a water burger, which I, you know, why would you in and out instead? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the funny thing is I was looking online about it and I was, I, I saw some article and it was about, it was about uh, chefs. What, you know, what is their go-to fast food? You always laugh because chefs make this badass, you know, badass food, whatever it is. What is their go-to? And, you know, some people love going to Popeye's. Some people order, or the one guy's like, orders like a $30 order at Taco Bell every time he goes, because that's his thing. You've done that. What is one of the, what is one of the best, you know, we have, what is one of the best burgers we've had on tour? Are you talking fast food or are you just. For me? Well, just no burgers, not fast food. One of my, my one of my favorites is company burger when we were at, in, mm-hmm. in NOLA in Louisiana. That, that I'm telling you, that's my goal. That's one of the best burgers I've ever had. Well, I'm reading this article. And the guy who's the chef at Company Burger, one of the owners, his go-to is a kind of a custom thing that he does at Whataburger. So I'm now I'm conflicted. I gotta I gotta try this. He does a double double meat with cheese, wet, which means he puts mayo on it, no pickles. I don't know. It's I'm conflicted now because I have such respect for Company Burger because that place in New Orleans one of the best ones I've ever had. Uh, it's it's. It's still Whataburger, though. I mean, you know, it's like trying to make an ugly dog look good. You know, it's still ugly. Wow. 
Wow, you're going to get some hate mail from the folks in <laughs> Texas for sure at Waterburger. Wow. Uh, again, hashtag Burger Tour 2019. I dig it. All right, that wraps things up for the EKN Live race calendar. Three more events coming. Again, David and I having three weeks off to reset before we head to the Spring Nats uh, in Utah. Looking forward to getting back to the Utah Motorsports Campus, as it's called now. Uh, again, Comet Racing Engine is presenting our ECAN Trackside Live race calendar for this particular edition of the debrief. Let's wrap things up, David. I'm not even going to talk about shifters when we when we go into the Constructors' Championship breakdown for the, the chassis that won. Six different brands end up winning. Expree, good representation for the OTK brand with Crosslink, right? They sweep in Micro, they sweep in X30 Junior, and they sweep in X30 Masters. So six wins for Expree. Three wins for Burrell and the Speed Sports crew. Um, they have a sweep in the mini category, but they also ended up with a win, uh, I believe, in KA100 Junior with Braden Robertson. Compcart gets one win in the 206 category with Guajardo. Margay, of course, winning with Jeff um, Dolian. Cosmic with a couple of wins. Sweep for Austin Osborne and FA Cart. The sweep, of course, for Caden Gray and Alex Stanfield winning in KA100 Junior. So... Couple guys not there, no CRG wins there. Um, interesting. So, but Crosslink, dude, good looking for for the Expre brand. And again, coming off that win at the Winter Nationals as well with uh, with Joshua Carr. Yeah, they definitely have momentum going. Uh, yeah. I'm sure they're going to be another um, full tent uh, for them at the Spring Nationals when we go up to Utah. So, again, racing for victories there, and uh, not only that, but Pro Two with with Michael Lavia. They had yep. uh, on the podium there at uh, at the Winter Nats, so they definitely uh, they have the momentum going for them, and it's and it's still increasing. So next event, as we've talked about throughout the po- the podcast here, July nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Put that one on your schedule, folks. If you got that weekend open, and you're anywhere where you can drive to Amarillo, Texas, number one, Amarillo, great town. I I stayed in a hotel right downtown, and there, of course, you know, it's always food, right? badass food scene. If you're a craft beer guy, there's a couple of craft breweries. I had a, one of the best pizzas I've had. I'm going to go back to 525 when we're there. One of the, one of the days though, and I'll, I'll just kind of tease this because we haven't really come up with it yet, but you know, I talked to Mark, Mark French. I'm like, why don't we, why don't we throw a barbecue and let's grill? We'll do some raffles. I'm, I'll kick out some EK and book it t-shirts. I said, let's do it. Let's you and I cook. And he's like, yeah, let's do that. So we, he and I are going to put on the aprons and one of the nights, potentially Friday night, um, Mark and I are going to be on the grill. So we're going to take care of everybody. Uh, Thane Morgan, the old track owner has already said he's going to supply the food. So we're going to do, we're going to have some fun. We maybe get a band. We're just, we're going to have some fun on Friday night at Amarillo. Going to grill some burgers, some brats, whatever we're going to do. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I'm racing as well. That's the plan is for me to get behind the wheel of something to run uh 206 masters. So hopefully we can get a bunch of people to come on uh, and run masters as well. Uh, Mark French says he's going to potentially race as well. So, Again, this this is a place you want to come to. It's the replica track from the F1 uh, Turkish Grand Prix at Istanbul. Uh, scaled down version. Everybody that went there last year absolutely loved the place. Hopefully we'll get the pickets and the birds and, and the Musgraves again coming in from California. Let's get some more guys there because Amarillo is just a cool place. And, and Thane Morgan, who owns the track, you know, opening the doors for us to come and play. It's a unique opportunity to race something that's that's totally different. Let's just try not to burn your hands or anything while you're cooking because it's, you know. That was a long I know, time ago. But I'm just, it's going to be hot and <laughs> sticky there. It's, you know, remember the what the weather well, was last listen, time? 
it, yeah, but here's the thing. It was 106 degrees there when we were there last time. It was unbelievably hot. But it's, that's not the temps they normally get when we're there in July. It was wild because the next day, the Monday, as I'm going to get on the plane, it was 85 degrees. That's, it's, they, get more, they get mid-80s. They don't get 106 out there. They get mid-80s. And it was just the weirdest thing because it was 85 or 86 or something leading in. Then they get this hot streak of 106 degrees trackside. And then we end up, uh, you know, then we end up having 85 the next day. You know, it's rained all four events I've been to this year. That doesn't typically happen to anybody, right? I might need to bring you out. We might need to bring you out to cool things off. Perfect. There we go. (laughs) One other thing, again, food noted. The food truck they had there, I had some of the best street tacos I've had in a long time. Not better than Phoenix. No, Phoenix is pretty good. You're right. But these, dude, these, these were good. The carne asada tacos there were good. It was awesome. Maybe I should open. A, maybe I should have a food website. I thought we did one year. We're hoping a restaurant. I thought you were getting a food truck. <laughs> Listen, you know what? That could be in the retirement. I don't know. Uh, is it, I'm all, yeah, that's I'm, all Monday was was all the April Fools' jokes going on, and and I I'm pretty sure our, our still is the best. I'll tell you one thing about that April Fool's joke where you where you came on and told everybody that I was leaving, I was selling the business to you, and I was opening up a food truck with uh, with Shelby Jocelyn called Bucket Bites. I lost the entire day. I had so much to do that day, and because you posted that, people are messaging me. Well, oh, Rob, what are you doing? Why are you doing? You need to stay in the sport. I lost the entire day because of you. That's a, that's a great that's a great thing. <laughs> that's a bonus. It too, is. All right, let's cap things off. We're done here, folks. Again, Texas Pro Car Challenge back on track July 19th, 2021 on the Amarillo Kart Circuit in West Texas. Come and join us. We're going to have some fun. If you're a 206 driver, 206 Masters driver, it's the hashtag. That's the other thing, Dave. We're going to call it the hashtag Beat Rob Howden Challenge. If you beat me on track, you win an EKN hat. Simple. I'm going to have to buy a bunch of hats. Yeah, that's that's like our whole clothing budget. (laughs) <laughs> it's the hashtag beat Rob Howden challenge. That's what David's using to try to beat me at the Brickyard and at, uh, and cup carts, North America, where we're going to go head to head this year. That's what we're going to do. So that's another part of it. We're going to challenge anybody in 206 masters. The challenge is on come to Amarillo. If you can beat me, uh, I'll get you, I'll get you an EK and hat. That's that's might have to put this. Might, I might have to put hashtag beat, I beat Rob Howden on it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, only fair. I mean, it's going to be like five hats at least. So yeah. Wow, you don't have any faith in me at all. I appreciate yep. that. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yep. <laughs> all right, guys, that, that, we're done for this podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. Um, if you're listening on the app, do us a favor and go on to iTunes, you know, whether it's a, a you've downloaded the app, give us a review on the app. If you're downloading it from iTunes, please go on and, and give us a review, either that or Google Play, whatever it may be. Give us a review. Give us a five star. It's going to help, of course, with our with our rating and our promotion. If we're not a five star, as I always say, send me an email. Send you know, what what can we do better with these podcasts? What do you want to see? Send me an email, anyways, if you want as well. Howden at howdenmediagroup.com. Send me a message. You can contact me on any of my social media platforms as well. Um, you know, Rob Howden on Twitter, on Facebook. My Instagram is at Rob Howden Racing. Follow me. Send me a message there. We, you know, if you got an idea for a podcast. Who should we interview? Great story. Right, David? Give us some input. We'd love it. We'd love input. You got to, I mean, we got to tell us what you want to hear, what we want to talk about, yep. a lot, all the different things, you know, how, how well you're doing on podcasts, how terrible I'm doing. I don't care what it is. Just tell us how, <laughs> just give us feedback. 
during the during the three week break we have in April, we're going to roll our first roundtable podcast as well. We're going to get a couple of guests on David and I, two other guests, and we're going to hit a couple of cool topics. We'll talk pushback bumper. We'll talk uh, double double race weekends, whatever it may be. We're going to we're going to come up with some different podcast topics to hit, and that's where we'd love some input from from our our listenership here at EKN Nation. So, if you have any ideas, email us, hook us up with uh, with social media. We'd love to hear from you. Otherwise, David, any final words? Excited to wrap up this dual weekend double-double <laughs> with some Waffle House. <laughs> and I'm going to send you a picture of a double-double animal style with chopped chilies. That's what you're getting from me. Done. <laughs> All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining David and I here on the EKN Radio Network. We appreciate it. I'm Rob Howden. Bye for now. <laughs> 